is everybody in is everybody in the podcast is about to begin graveyard grumbler podcast hello everyone welcome to episode 54 of the graveyard grumbler podcast i'm your host tina romero jr aka the graveyard grumbler today's episode has been requested by my 15 year old carissa cat carissa wanted me to do an episode on something called a wendigo now like me, maybe a lot of my listeners have a similar path that I'm on currently. I'm still really brand new to a lot of the urban legends, to a lot of the the, the cryptoids and humanoids. Uh, I'm still brand new to the whole creepy pasta stuff. I'm still brand new to a lot of different things. Now, having said that, I asked Carissa to give me a brief description and a little bit of uh, inside information on what a Wendigo is in, you know, to make sure it was interesting enough for me to put on the pod. Well, when Carissa gave me the little bit of information, I was really shocked and, and interested and enthralled in what a goddamn Wendigo is. So today's episode, if you haven't guessed, is going to be about a Wendigo. What is a Wendigo, you ask? Well, I will tell you what a Wendigo is. Wendigo is a mythical creature or evil spirit from the folklore or the First Nations Algonquin tribes based in the northern forest of the east coast of Canada and the Great Lakes region of Canada and the United States. The Wendigo is depicted as a monstrous, malevolent spirit with some characteristics of a human or as a spirit who has possessed a human being. Its influence is said to be invoked Said its influence is said to invoke acts of murder, insatiable greed, cannibalism, and the cultural taboos against such behaviors. So the the definition of a Wendigo is it's some fucked up thing that can either be a spirit or something that has possessed a human being that is so goddamn greedy it never gets full of of whatever it's seeking for. And on top of that, it's a goddamn cannibal. And not to mention, it is also a human look, human being looking cryptoid fucking creature that is roaming around in parts of Canada and the United States. Why? Why do such creatures exist? You know, my the whole the whole question that I've had when when I started doing this whole thing and I started learning about different cryptoids and different things is that. I I am I am really shocked and surprised on on how many different things are quite possibly out in the world right now. It's kind of scary to know that people go out there camping with no fucking worries at all and not have any any concern about a damn Wendigo or other cryptoid creatures that are that are chilling out in that area. So let's continue. The creature lends its name to the controversial modern modern medical term Wendigo psychosis, described by psychiatrists as a culture-bound syndrome with symptoms such as intense cravings for human flesh and fear of becoming a cannibal. In some indigenous communities, environmental destruction and insatiable greed are also seen as manifestations of Wendigo psychosis. So this thing has been has developed over time to where certain behaviors or characteristics have actually developed severe enough to warrant its own diagnoses in order to try to explain why people want to eat other people. Uh, I looked up a little bit of the Wendigo diagnosis and it, I mean, it, it's exactly what it said. There's rarely any, there's not really any treatment. So my question is, 
if someone is diagnosed with the Wendigo psychosis or the Wendigo psychosis diagnosis, does that mean that they have not fully transformed into a full-blown Wendigo where maybe the transformation kind of stopped or whatever was possessing them or however that you, you know, you exactly become a Wendigo was you know, something fucked up along the transitioning portion or the, tra- yeah, the transformation uh, into a full-blown Wendigo. I wonder if the mind and the taste that that comes with being a, being a Wendigo is stuck. And so you're you're kind of out of it and you you still hold a lot of the, the traits and characteristics of a full-blown Wendigo. You just don't show the physical traits and characteristics of a Wendigo. You know what I mean? That's what I'm that that's what my question is when it, and how on how the development of this diagnosis came about. I mean, someone around the along the ways had to have eat somebody have eaten somebody else and blamed it on being being the Wendigo. I mean, it, it, it had it's had to have happened multiple times over the course of so many years in order for a diagnosis to be created with the Wendigo's name. I mean, obviously, the Wendigo has been the Wendigo creature has been around far longer than the diagnoses have so that is my wonder and my question on 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 the whole on the whole wendigo diagnosis so uh, the first wendigo was said to have been a warrior who made a deal with the devil in exchange for the fearsome skins and stature to outfight his enemies and therefore save his tribe the warrior gave up his soul when the battle was over, the successful warrior, now a full-time Wendigo, was banished from his tribe and forced to live as an outcast. To add the insult to injury, he was cursed with cannibalistic desires. That's why you don't do deals with the goddamn devil. I mean, the devil's going to give you what you want, of course, but it's never going to be without a price. So you have to sit and wonder what exactly it is that you want in the end result. Yeah, I mean, he he saved his tribe. He fought off all the other motherfuckers in order to to be the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. But because of his transformation into a Wendigo, his own people said, yo, you're not welcomed here. You need to get the fuck out. So by being dissed by his by the very people he saved, the devil said, well, <laughs> check it out, bro. Since you're already alone and nobody else wants you, I'm just going to go ahead and add insult to injury. And now you're going to be hungry for the flesh and you're just going to fuck people up now. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that the Wendigo or that the devil gave the Wendigo cannibalistic cravings and, 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 you know, where now well, think about it now, the, the Wendigo is the, the original Wendigo is, or he was outcasted, uh, hated by the very people that he saved. And now because he's so angry, hurt and distraught, the devil said, I'm going to give you the cannibalistic desires. So what, what do you think is the first thing that the Wendigo did? He went back to go get revenge on the very tribe that, that he went out to save or that he sought out to save. And now he's fucking eating them like like popcorn chicken and uh, Dunkin Donuts biscuits in the morning. You know what I mean? It, it's one of those things where why why would you give somebody a curse? Yeah, now they're a curse and they have the cannibalistic desires. But now you've at you, you've made them that much more of a weapon for them to go back and fuck up people that did them wrong. So and let me know if you think that was a good thing that they gave him cannibalistic desires or was it seriously a curse? Now, me personally, of course, my opinion is always going to be now that was a gift. Now, not only did, did are you just un, this unstoppable fighting machine, now you can fuck people up and eat them. So after you got tired of slaying and killing everybody, 
now you can actually have a meal <laughs> and replenish your your nutrients after exhausting so much energy for uh, for fucking up the very people that did you wrong. You see what I mean? That's that that's what <laughs> that's the way I look at it. So a man beast towering 15 feet tall, the Wendigo's malnourished body, sported glowing eyes, uh, sported. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's let's repeat that. A man beast towering 15 feet tall, the Wendigo's malnourished body, sported glowing eyes, dog-like teeth, a long tongue, and no lips. Its gray skin sagged off its skeletal frame, which smelled of decay. Some accounts give the Wendigo's antlers, and most describe hands and feet with dagger-like talons. And no matter how much human flesh it consumed, it was always starving. Some accounts report the beast's body and its hunger grew in proportion to the amount of flesh it ate. So we're looking at a goddamn zombie man deer. Pretty much is what I get from that. Why does it have to be 15 feet tall? Now, okay, I, I don't know if if it's just me, but the taller the entity, the more sinister and evil looking it becomes. Now, I'm not talking about something ridiculous where it's like 20 feet, you know, or or 100 feet. Now that's just a giant, and the giant's gonna squish my fucking head, but. 15 feet tall. Think about it. Shaq is seven foot one. Yao Ming, who is a center for the Houston Rockets, was like seven three. So you put two of them on top of each other. That's 14 feet just out the gate. Now, 15 feet is tall. Now, now add all of the other thing, glowing eyes, dog like teeth, antlers and talon hands, plus decaying, reeking of decay and sharp ass teeth. That is a sinister, sinister looking motherfucker. I don't care what, how badass you think you are. I don't care how big and tough you think you are. If you're stuck in the woods and you see something like that coming at you, you're going to freak the fuck out. There's nothing that you're going to do for all of my quote unquote manly men who says, oh, I'll just shoot the motherfucker. Yeah, just wait. I have some information on that, too. So there's a lot of things that kind of that that are really intimidating and the Wendigo being described the way it is is one intimidating looking thing okay just think about it you're sitting over there roasting marshmallows you're making your s'mores and all of a sudden a goddamn 15 foot man zombie deer comes out of nowhere to come and fuck you up so you and your homies are sitting there telling camp stories about this one time in band camp and then the man zombie deer is next thing you know you're turning around this fool's eating him like a two days leftover cold pizza, just snacking the fuck out of him while you're trying to get away. I don't understand where 15, a 15 foot man deer zombie creature isn't intimidating or scary that not to mention his fucking, he stinks like just rot and, and just decaying skin. Why, why isn't that a scary thing for you? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say scary, but it is, it is intimidating. It, it is, it is intimidating. So let me see here. Grew in proportion to the amount of flesh it ate. All right. So one of my big questions when when Carissa was was describing and explaining the Wendigo to me, one of the main things that I always ask myself is what in the fuck does the creature do? In this case, what does a Wendigo do? What what is it? What is the factor or what is the the thing that is going to solidify my thought of not wanting to be in the same area as a Wendigo. Yeah, I mean, okay, 50, a 15-foot zombie man deer with with uh, sharp teeth, talon claws. He doesn't have hooves. He has sh- uh, talon claws or talon hands. That that's already that's already intimidating enough. However, what is the what what is like the X factor that's going to make me want to 
you know, use an atom bomb when I see a, a goddamn Wendigo. So what do Wendigos do? Wendigos can stealthily stalk victims for extended periods, thanks to supernatural spree, speed, endurance, and heightened sentence, senses such as hearing so profound they can pick up on panicked heartbeats from miles away. This skill comes in quite handy in the woods. Okay, I know I messed that up a little bit, but let me reread that. Wendigos can stealthily stalk victims for extended periods, thanks to supernatural speed, endurance, and heightened senses such as hearing so profound they can pick up on panicked heartbeats from miles away. This skill comes in quite handy in the woods. So you, so there, what I'm reading is a goddamn Wendigo can seek me out from miles away when I hear someone like a little branch crack in the woods. You know, when you're in the, you're, you're in the dark of the woods and you hear a noise that you don't want to hear, you automatically start panicking. It's human nature. You hit your fight or flight response kicks in and, but the adrenaline is still there. So because of your adrenaline and everything that's happening, you have you have uh, what's you know, your, your, your heart is, is racing. Of course, I mean, you're scared. You're in the middle of the woods. It's in, it's pitch ass dark. And all you have is maybe your lantern or your headlamp or whatever you have to light up your little area. So your heart is beating like like a goddamn hummingbird during mating season. And you're you're telling me that a Wendigo can hear that from miles away because of their heightened senses like hearing and you're telling me that their endurance their endurance is so awesome that no matter how far I run no matter how long I do it for that the Wendigo is going to out endurance me no matter what and it's going to fuck me up and and pretty much eat me like groceries if that's if that, if I'm not mistaken if if I've gotten this wrong please leave me a message and clarify things for me because in my mind if I'm trying to run away from a Wendigo, number one, it's going to hear every step I take, every breath I make is going to be watching me. And once it catches me, because I'm going to I'm, I'm eventually going to pass out from exhaustion and how how fucking tired I am from trying to escape this goddamn man, zombie beast deer that once it catches me, it's going to straight ease me, eat me like some like like a whole uh, jug of uh, of uh, cheesy poofs. Is that is that is that is that am I, am I getting that right? So the Wendigo is, in my opinion right now, insanely skilled at its craft. And there's nothing that we can do to, to uh, get to it. Hmm. Well, let's keep reading about how awesome this Wendigo is. Once the chase begins, Wendigos engage in a torturous game. They bait their prey, release shrieks or growls, and sometimes mimic human voices calling for help. Let, now, again, let me reread this. Once the chase begins, Wendigos engage in a torturous game. They bait their prey, release shrieks or growls, and sometimes mimic human voices calling for help. When you're in the woods and you know you're being chased by something, you may or may have not spotted the Wendigo coming after you. But you are out in the woods. You are trying to get away from whatever noise and, and feeling of danger that's the, or the feeling of impending doom. You are trying to get away from it. So when you're trying to get away from this Wendigo, this damn thing is so intelligent and so badass that you're going to hear it mimicking human voices for help. You... 
a lot of times people's natural nature is going to be, I need to go help this person because I don't want them to get fucked up the way I'm going to get fucked up. Now, that is not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. The one one human being helping another human being, that's an awesome thing. But at one point, when do you when do you <laughs> when do you have to say, look, man, I don't know where you're at. I don't know how fast you run. So I'm just gonna leave you there, homie. That that's that's all that's gonna do. But I'm sorry. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong for not gonna not walking towards the voice? With, with, with the amount of research that I've done, the amount of, of horror movies that I've watched, I pretty much know that there is a 90% chance that it is a setup. And when I get close to the sound of help or the cries for help, I am going to get fucked up. So is it wrong for me to know that and leave the, leave the cries for help in the distance? Or is it completely justifiable that... You're just going to walk away and say, look, man, I didn't hear shit, dude. <laughs> Everyone knows that if you close your eyes, you can't hear anything. So if you close your eyes and walk away, then that gives it more uh, more justification that you didn't hear the voice crying for help. So you don't feel as bad leaving the person behind. One of the reasons why I decided to do this episode was because Carissa shared a bit of more inside information is that the Wendigo can actually mimic and mock people you know into crying for help. So if I'm out gathering sticks and branches for the fire or I had to go pee so I walk behind you know the several trees that are in the forest and go and pee. The Wendigo can mock the voices of my wife and children crying for help in order to fool me so I can go and walk into the jowls of fucking doom of the Wendigo. Do you understand how clever and badass that is? This Wendigo is such an awesome ass fucking killer that it has learned to mimic people that someone loves and trust in order to get them out by themselves so they can eat them. Now, because of all this, I'm here making a bold statement right here, right now. Okay. Everyone's listening. The whole, the whole amount of people who listen to my podcast. I am officially dubbing and declaring the Wendigo, the king of the forest. There's no more Sasquatch. There's no more Bigfoot. It is, it is the most ridiculous thing to think that the that the Bigfoot is the leader of of the forest and the creepy shit. Absolutely not. The Wendigo not only has not not only has Bigfoot been completely vacant and and avoid and void from from the public eye. They don't do anything. There's no set attacks. There's no ways to attack. It's it's a big ass uh, uh, squatter creature who maybe might have some gorilla like features and and strength beat you know bash somebody's head in. However, I never I haven't read anything where Bigfoot can actually mimic the sounds of people we love or people of human voices in order to trick the individual into going out and getting fucked up by the Wendigo or like the Wendigo. So the Wendigo has been able to mimic and mock the voices of humans in order for them to go and get lured into a trap pretty much fall into the Wendigo's trap and they get eaten this fool's gonna get fucked up like two hot links on a saturday morning after after uh, uh groceries were bought in the straight foot long dodger dog style 
Jesus fucking hell. Now that is. Oh, man. So let's continue. When the hunt begins, a Wendigo becomes all big, all business. It will race after its prey, upending trees, creating animal stampedes and stirring up ice storms and tornadoes. This goddamn Wendigo is so powerful, so fast that it can cause tornadoes. It has the power to create ice storms. And of course, I mean, you, you, you hear it doesn't take much to create an animal stampede. So you get like 50, you know, 50 fucking deer or 100 deer. It's considered a stampede. But this is man zombie deer. It's so fucking powerful that it can create or tornado. You're not getting away from something that can create tornadoes. I'm sorry. You're, you're not. You're just not going to do it. You're not going to be able to to escape and hide from something that can mom that, that can mimic and and copy human human voices and crying for help and something that can that is so fast that can create a fucking tornado. It's not happening. That it's it's not happening. So if you ever if you ever stuck in the woods with the wind to go, it's all bad. You're you're done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, everyone, everyone's uh, number one thinking as they're listening to this episode is like, you, Tino, what, what the fuck, man? Why would I be on the woods? As soon as I hear that there's a Wendigo in the fucking woods, I am going to go find a cabin or I'm going to go hide in my fifth wheel trailer or because I'm glamping. I think that's what it's called, where you don't actually, sit, you know, step out on the on the woods, on the grounds of the woods. You're in a, in a cabin and all, you know, all done up with a 60 inch TV. You have, you know, whatever it is that you need to to enjoy yourself comfortably, but still call it camping. I think that's what it's called glamping. So those of you indoor uh, indoor hiders, that's a great idea. I thought of it myself. You know what I mean? It's like, why would I stay outside and, and get fucked up by the Wendigo when I can stay inside and be safe until I know for a fact the window is gone? The Wendigo is gone. So let's continue reading. Don't be fooled into believing you're safe indoors. The Wendigo can unlock doors and enter homes where it will kill and eat the inhabitants before converting the cabins into Wendigo domiciles for hibernation. Yes, you heard that and understood that correctly. The Wendigo is a master locksmith, can open doors and will go in there and fuck you up. It will eat you like a buffet line after a Wendigo will snack on you and your homies and or family like a buffet restaurant that just been opened up after COVID lockdown restrictions. There's no hiding from this fucking creature. There is zero things that you can do that can pretty much guarantee your safety. There's nothing. If you're hiding indoors, the window, the window is just going to open it up like it fucking lives there. You can't outrun this goddamn thing. And this thing can, is, can hear and sense things so far away that it can pretty much dictate the next move you're going to make. That's how insanely badass this creature is. There is, and why, well, I mean, can you imagine if you're renting out your cabin, say that you're renting out your cabin, that you have a cabin out in Del Rio, you know, a hundred acres of campgrounds or of open ground, and you have a cabin sitting right there in the middle of, of purchased uh, acreage, right? You rent out your cabin for the weekend, to a friend or whoever it is so they can go and enjoy their their weekend and and you know have a grand old time but the wendigo tracks you fucks you up in this cabin and then converts it to his goddamn house you you're 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 pretty much you you have a squatter that you can never get rid of because the wendigo is going to turn into your fresh ass cabin into its home and hibernation comfy zone for however long it hibernates yeah, I would like for you to to walk up to the Wendigo and say, get the fuck out of my house, homeboy, 
And then you're confronted by this big ass man zombie deer. And it's looking you dead in the eyes. It's looking down on you, no matter how tall you are. Even if you're seven foot, it's still looking down at you because it, the, the fucking thing is 15 feet tall. Oh, well, I'll just shoot it in the face, Tino. I'll just shoot this motherfucker in the face. Cool. Let's let's learn how, how to kill or get rid of a Wendigo. So for all you all you badass motherfuckers who say, well, I'll just put two buckshots right in the fucking eye. I'm going to get a desert, a desert eagle and shoot this goddamn thing in the in the face and it's it'll be over with now how to get rid of or kill a wendigo no luck shooting a wendigo with a regular bullet a wendigo can simply regenerate on top of that the wendigo is so fast that as soon as the crack of the gun goes off the wendigo can dodge said bullet and completely avoid getting shot in the first place so for all you people who are saying oh, i'll shoot this motherfucker <laughs> you're not shooting nobody Number one, because the Wendigo can dodge and move and weave anywhere it wants. I mean, just a crack of the gun. You're not you're not going to hit the Wendigo, bottom line. And even if you do, it's just going to laugh at you and come and fuck you up and eat you like a bag of Pringles. That's pretty much what's going to happen to you. So let, let, let's let's see if there is an actual way to get rid of it. The trick is to employ silver, silver bullets or a pure silver blade or stake and strike it right through the Wendigo's ice cold heart. So I don't know how easy it is to come across a silver bullet. I, I just have regular ammunition that I get from what, you know, whatever store they're selling at the time. I don't think I've ever looked at a box of ammo where it says, you know, Wendigo killer special or werewolf killer special silver bullet edition. You know, I don't, I've never seen any of that. I don't know if you're able to get one made or you have to spend extra money to get the fucking Wendigo or get the, the Wendigo 35 dot six you know nine millimeter silver bullet killer silver bullet killer special i don't know that i i don't know because i've never had to look up <laughs> silver bullet prices to kill a fucking wendigo or a werewolf for, <laughs> for that matter if any of you know where to get silver bullets message me graveyard grumbler podcast on my instagram graveyard grumbler podcast on podbean or graveyard grumbler at mail.com i legitimately want to know if there's a website or a certain ammunition or gun store where i can walk in and say yo let me get that silver bullet Wendigo killer special edition round. I need about 50 of them. I, I, I legitimately want to know if there's a an area or a store where I can just seriously go pick up werewolf Wendigo killers. Just let me know. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, so and then you also have to now I wonder if it has to be Valerian still in order to to uh, kill the Wendigo. You know, like how the, the on Game of Thrones where you could only kill the White Walker with Valerian still. I wonder if that's the same issue with the Wendigo. I would think. I mean, that's a badass motherfucker. I don't think a regular pocket knife is going gonna, is gonna to fuck this fool up. So let's keep going. Upon wounding the Wendigo's heart, you must take care to shatter it into pieces. Then lock the shattered heart in a silver box and bury it in a church or cemetery. So just with that statement right there, I already know that a lot of people are going to get fucked up, including me, because I don't walk around with a goddamn box in my backpack or my, in my, in my pants pocket to bury shattered Wendigo hearts. I don't, I don't know anybody who isn't a Wendigo hunter who's going to carry that. Well, maybe after this podcast, they might start carrying it, but uh, I don't know anyone who just carries random ass boxes for shattered Wendigo hearts to go bury them in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> so just, okay. So the way to defeat this motherfucker, is pretty much making it impossible for us to actually defeat this and live to tell the story. I don't think that whoever created or I don't think the devil creating this thought of a, a good enough flaw for this Wendigo 
to be able to be killed on just a random ass camping trip. You know, the, the, the devil pretty much thought up in their head, look, man, I'm going to make this fucked up, badass man, zombie creature beast, but you're going to be able to kill him. However, <laughs> however, the only way you're going to be able to kill him is by, and now here's a list, list of ridiculous possibilities, impossibilities or slash impossibilities in order to kill a Wendigo. It, it's not going to happen. You're not going to have a bunch of this shit just laying around with you. You're not just going to carry it with you. So let's let's keep going. Let's see what other ridiculousness ridiculousness is coming from the destruction of a fucking Wendigo. Uh, the rest of the Wendigo must be dismembered with a silver plated axe, so you can salt and burn the body, and then scatter its ashes to the winds. Or, as a second option, bury the pieces in a remote location. I, again, I don't know if you can go find a Wendigo werewolf werewolf silver plated axe blade special on sale at your local Walmart. I don't know if they sell them at Cabela's. They can, they can probably sell them at Cabela's, but I don't know if they, if they actually, if you can just walk up and say, let me have the Wendigo 36 X special axe. I don't know if, if you can just go in there and request it and they're going to look at you and be like, yo, I have one of those. They're like, I have like five in stock, man. What color do you want? I don't know if those are readily available. <laughs> so again, th- those are some of the, the dumb things that that you have to do in order to kill a Wendigo. So pr- what, what, what it is, is it's pretty much false hope that you're going to be able to defeat the Wendigo and live to tell the story. It, it's not going to happen. So but let's keep let's continue listening. Skip a step and the Wendigo may be able to resurrect itself, hunt you down and inflict a slow and agonizing death. So if you don't do the 39,000 ways to kill a fucking Wendigo, the Wendigo can come back, seek revenge on you and torture you because you try to kill it. That's my understanding of that. So if you don't do the job properly, the Wendigo is going to come back, hunt you down, torture you and make you die a slow and painful, horrible death. The Wendigo is a bitter, grudge holding asshole. On top of that, he stinks goddamn man zombie beast deer and he's 15 feet tall get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here it is nearly impossible to escape a wendigo a wendigo hunter hunters by nature wendigos are extremely fast and allow nothing to get in the way of their never-ending hunger i'm not going to comment on that wendigos are very fast they have the endurance of a whatever and no matter what gets in its way it's not going to stop it from fucking you up. That's that's the bottom line. Even if you could escape physical damage, which is unlikely, the very fact that you'd encounter an otherworldly Wendigo would have you mentally vacant. Wendigos hibernate for months or years. So your best bet is to go hunting or go camping in the period of time where a Wendigo will be hibernating. Now, it doesn't specify if all Wendigos hibernate at the same time, or do they take turns or their their hibernation cycles are, are whatever, you know, are completely different from another Wendigo? I, I haven't found any information of that. However, your best bet, or I wonder if one Wendigo has one certain part of territory, you know, like it has X amount of square acreages in, in whatever area, you know, like little territory and the rest of the Wendigos have different sections and they just can't cross into those territories. And, you know, I don't think a Wendigo posts its hibernation uh, schedule online either. I don't think you can find a Wendigo Facebook on the hibernation uh, schedule for for your Wendigo in your area. I don't think they have that. 
So if you're able to survive a Wendigo attack, you're just going to be fucked up mentally because of everything that happened to you. But it is very likely far and few 0.0000001% chance that you're going to survive a Wendigo attack. Once you get tracked by, once you get locked on and targeted by a Wendigo, it's pretty much a buy. You, you better start writing your will, carrying some extra seasoning and sauces with you so you can just start covering your body with it because you're just going to get snacked up like Sunday morning barbecue. That's pretty much is, is the end's result and story. On top of that, you're going to fall into their trap by hearing someone you know crying for help and it's the Wendigo laughing, waiting for you to get over there so it can eat you like like Monday morning Rice Krispie cereals. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Why? Why why was this thing even created? It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense to me that this shit was created. Uh, Graveyard Grumbler's final rap. Let's wrap this shit up because with the amount of information that it was given or that I have received and read, it is making my eye twitch a little bit knowing that there is a creature like this that possibly more than likely exists out in the wilderness of the United States. I don't think I want to come in contact with the Wendigo, but if someone has snapped a picture or has a drawing of one, I'll be more than happy to to see it that way. I do not want to meet a Wendigo in person. Never do I. I don't ever want to come within the same state as a goddamn Wendigo. For all of my Canadian peeps out there, I don't I don't understand how a Wendigo can survive in that climate, number one. And number two, Make sure you have a lot of silver bullets and a lot of silver axes and and or silver axes, <laughs> silver axed blades and knives so to help protect you from this shit. Or just don't go camping out in the wilderness. I think that's to sum it up. Just don't go out into the wilderness and 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 get targeted by a by a wendigo. It it's insane that a creature like this has been around for centuries and centuries and centuries. It, it doesn't make any sense to me why and how you, I would, I would imagine that a creature like this would have been created out in the New Mexico area, you know, out of the, in the area 51 because of all the nuclear testing and all the, all the amount of new weapons testing out in that area and the, the, the polluted client or polluted areas in, in Roswell, New Mexico area or area, area 51 uh, grounds where a lot of stuff has been tainted. I mean, it's a, it's a 15 foot man zombie deer that stinks, rotting flesh and can never get full. Yeah. I would think that that shit was created by some sort of, of mutation or some kind of weird chemical that was leaked out into the ground. That that just makes sense to me. I don't think, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, I don't, I also don't, don't completely ignore the fact that the devil created this motherfucker. I mean, the devil is 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 a pretty pretty badass dude that he's gonna pretty he's gonna he's gonna make you realize your worst fears and I think he hit the nail on the head with the Wendigo. The Wendigo is pretty is pretty fear pretty fearful. I mean it's it's I mean it, it instills a lot of nightmares in a lot of people. It could open the door. So if you're in a two story house, I don't know exactly how high the the window is, or you know I don't know how high a two story house is, but you're telling me that a Wendigo at 15 foot or 15 feet can stare into a second story window, depending on how high the window is. If, if the second story is 14 foot, that means that the Wendigo can just stare into your bedroom window while you sleep. Or if you have a bedroom window that's next to a tree, you're telling me the Wendigo can just climb up the tree, sit there and stare at its target through the window all night long. Cause it's never going to get tired. Fucking hell. That is some bullshit. The Wendigo is now my officially my new favorite creature 
that I want to, I want to look maybe, oh, maybe the Wendigo is going to be my mascot. I think I might make the Wendigo my mascot. I, 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 I'm going to agree on the West. I mean, what better mascot to have? I mean, this is a man, zombie, human deer beast or a man, zombie, deer beast. I mean, it, it just makes sense for the podcast to have the Wendigo as its official mascot. And I think I'm going to have to talk to, not think, I know for a fact that I'm going to have to get Carissa Cat, who is my my uh, my artist for my merch and my pod uh, logo, to draw a merch uh, item where I am, I am chilling with the Wendigo. I think that's what's going to happen. So let's wrap this episode up, okay? Let's do some announcements. Uh, announcement number one. Merch is still being made. Again, my 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 artistic creator, 15-year-old uh, Carissa Cat, they are in the works of pumping out a bunch of different prototypes for merchandise possibilities like mugs, hoodies, shirts, stickers. Those are still going to be made. I just have to find a good uh, company or place to get all of my stuff made at a decent price. I mean, I, I know a lot of things are... You pay what you get for, but I also don't want to spend, you know, <laughs> I just I just want to make it cost effective so I can get so I can make good, you know, fair amount of of merchandise and, and be able to have it readily available. Spooky Tales is still in the works. I have stories that are going, going and going. I mean, I have I have several stories that I'm still writing. I'm still getting the work on what I should do. Now, let me know, will it be easier if I created a PayPal account and people who, who, who uh, subscribe to the spooky stories, if they sent me the PayPal through my email, and then I just send you the link of the, of the, of the spooky tales through email. That way, you know, I, I, I don't know the, the cost of, I don't know what the fee, the processing fee for you, for the people who would who would subscribe to the Spooky Tales. I don't know what the processing fee would be through PayPal. Uh, I will look into that and I'll try to get some more information on what's better, Patreon or or PayPal. Now, one perk that I am going to let you know right now, whoever whoever my subscribers are for the Patreon or the paid spooky stories will be getting special perks. They will be getting first dibs at new merchandise. They will be getting discounts on merchandise that is only, only offered through the Patreon. You know, I mean, cause you think about it, if you're paying for spooky stories, you're not just going to be paying for spooky stories. You're also going to be getting discounts off of the merchandise. I don't know exactly how much percent of discount it will be, but you will be getting a discount off of off of the merchandise that that is released. Now you will also be getting firsthand dibs of of all the store. Actually, I, my stories will only be on the Patreon or the paid account, the the paid subscription. Uh, there might be some special podcast episodes that go along with the spooky stories, like a background. Again, that's only specific for the the paid uh, episodes. I haven't fully worked out all the deets yet. I'm still in the works. But as far as my regular podcast, I will still be doing a regular podcast. I still will be doing my free episodes here. I just want to give more bang for their buck for people who will be subscribing to the podcast, uh, the paid podcast, the paid uh, Patreon or the paid subscription of the of the spooky stories. I'm not just going to do spooky stories. So what the perks would be once once I, I set everything up, you're going to have uh, first dibs at all new mer- merchandise. You're going to have a discount that doesn't go away through through the Patreon or through the paid subscription. 
And there will also be special podcast episodes for the background of the stories for the ones that, that are produced on the on the on the, uh, the paid subscription. Again, I still want to make the processing fee for those who subscribe and pay for it as cheap as possible. So I'm right now I'm looking at what is it going to be? Is it going to be Venmo? Is it going to be PayPal? Is it going to be Patreon? Because if it's PayPal and all you have to do is just subscribe, I can get whoever sent me their email and I can just email the MP3 episode to them. It'll be a full podcast episode. It just won't be on. You'll just have to play it on whatever player is available, I believe. I don't know how that will work. I still have to work out the kinks on that. But other than that, next Saturday is going to be another episode. I haven't figured out what it's going to be yet. I do have some in mind. Other than that, uh, thank you very much. If you have an iOS device, please go rate and and leave a nice comment on my podcast for iTunes or Apple podcast. It, uh, it helps the show grow. I want to thank everyone for their continued support. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. Beautiful friend. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Grumbler.